Good morning. Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see everyone here this morning. Uh, if you're a visitor visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we do have visitors cards in the pew. If you'll just take one and fill it out, um, you'll just drop it in the offering plate when it comes by. A few announcements to share this morning. Uh, the International Missions Post Office is set up in the Little Kitchen and is ready for your Christmas cards. Uh, please remember if you use the post office to send cards to members in the congregation. Uh, in lieu of postage, we ask that you make a donation to the Lottie Moon or Global Missions offerings. We hope that you'll be able to join us tonight for our children and youth's Christmas program at 6 o'clock in here in the sanctuary. Um, there will be a nursery available for children two and under, and then afterwards we will be having a um, reception in the fellowship hall. Mark your calendars. On Saturday, December the 28th, the Outreach Committee is sponsoring a meal for Bread of Life Ministries. Uh, there are several ways you can help. Uh, you can come to church and help prepare the meal. Uh, you can meet them over at Bread of Life and serve the meal there, or you can make donations um, that are needed. All of this information is found in the bulletin, um, and so if that's something you're interested in, please just take a look in the bulletin. Also, please take note of the responsive reading found in the bulletin today. Uh, it's entitled Mighty God. When I come up to the podium in just a little bit, um, that's when you will take out your responsive reading, and you'll just respond by reading the words printed in bold. A few prayer requests to share this morning as well. Uh, Catherine Stone has been moved from Parkview to Sanford Health and Rehab. So, uh, and she's here. Hello, Miss Catherine. So glad you could be here with us this morning. So we just wanted to make note of that so that you can know and you can go and visit with her. And, and we are so glad that she is here visiting with us today. Um, Cecil Caps, which is uh, Bob Koval's first cousin, is in Hospice House. Um, so please remember Bob and, and their family at this time as well. Would you go to God in prayer with me now? Heavenly Father, we gather in your house this morning with hearts full of excitement and wonder as, as we walk through this Advent season together. Our schedules are full and, and preparations are being made as the day draws near that we will celebrate the birth of your son. As we're gathered here to worship you this morning, I, I pray that you would help us to continue to prepare ourselves spiritually. Help us to truly understand the significance that is the birth of your son, King Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. During Advent, we wait for the one promised in Scripture, and he will be called Mighty God. We wait for the one whose power has no limits and whose strength knows no end, and he will be called Mighty God. We wait for the one whose everlasting light can illuminate the darkest night, and he will be called Mighty God. 
We wait for the one whose mercy never ends and whose faithfulness endures forever. And he will be called Mighty God. Today we light two candles. The first candle reminds us of hope found in knowing that Jesus as our wonderful counselor. As we light the second candle, we reflect on the love that we experience by serving our mighty God. He loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son as our gift the first Christmas morn. Continuing our Advent journey, we celebrate the love of our Savior who brings us hope and our God whose power and strength has no limits. We light the second candle, the candle of love. Please pray with me. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your promises and for coming to earth and bringing your salvation power. You alone are worthy of our praise and loyalty. You, our almighty God. As we continue our Advent journey, remind us of your eternal and steadfast love and help us radiate this love to others by our actions and with our words. We pray this in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Join us as we continue in worship by singing Angels from the Realms of Glory, number 94.
most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us to come into your house and worship you today. Father, we also thank you for your son, Jesus. And we ask now that you might bless the tithes, the offerings, so that we might further your kingdom. Be with those that are on our prayer list. Lead us, guide us, and direct us to be the Christians that you would have us to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. do the first verse of four different carols starting on page 106.
guys. Good. Okay, I have a question for you this morning. You guys are all dressed up, and you look so cute in all your different outfits, and you have on red and sparkles and bows. What What are you guys getting dressed up for? What are we? Christmas. What What do we celebrate Christmas for? What's that about? I actually know. It's about baby Jesus' birthday. Baby Jesus' birthday. You're absolutely right. So I actually have a book that I want to share with you guys this morning, and it's called Happy Birthday Jesus, okay? It says, yippee, it's here. Hooray, hooray. Today is Jesus' special day. We've waited for this day all year, and now it's time for Christmas cheer. Let's make Jesus a birthday cake. I'll go get Mom. She'll help us bake. Let's ice it with a big red heart. You do it, Mom. You're good with art. Let's hang streamers and decorate. Let's sing in honor of this date. Let's sing it loud. Let's spread the word. It's time that everybody heard. That God sent Jesus from above, it was his greater, greatest gift of love. That's why we dance around with joy, because of Christ, the birthday boy. So Merry Christmas, everyone, and happy birthday to God's son. Happy birthday, Jesus. So tonight, um, the boys and girls and the youth are going to be doing a Christmas program for us. They're going to be coming and they're going to be sharing some songs. And some of you guys are in that. And I'm so excited to hear you tonight. But do you know why I'm excited to come and to hear you? It's not just to see your pretty outfits or to hear you sing so beautifully like you guys do. What, what, how do you know? What is, what is it? What am I excited about? Because... Because it's a special day. It's a special day, that's right. And because you guys are helping us to prepare our hearts to celebrate the birth of Jesus, to celebrate that Jesus is going to be having a birthday on Christmas Day. That means that we have to love one another. Yeah, and you have to love one another. So tonight, something else. Okay, I've got to tell you something, though. It's really important. Um, tonight... After we do our singing, after you guys do your singing, we're going to be having a reception in the fellowship hall. And something that we are going to be doing, boys and girls, we are going to have a birthday party for Jesus. We have a cake for you guys to come and to eat and to celebrate. But then this is something that I am so excited about this year, okay, because this is something different. So yesterday, me and Mr. Kevin built you guys a stable, okay, this thing is legit, and it took a long time. And so, tonight, what we're going to do, you guys get to dress up like characters in the nativity scene. So, like the wise men, Mary and Joseph. We already have baby Jesus. Sorry, that part's filled. So, um, you guys will get to dress up, and you'll get to take a picture in this nativity scene. Because this is how we are preparing ourselves, and we're getting excited, and we're getting ready because Jesus is getting ready to be born, and we're so excited to celebrate that, okay? Oh, well, okay. Well, we'll find you something to do, I promise. I'm really good at being the angel because oh. remember when another day that was... You, you were an angel year. at school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was from last year, but it was at church. Uh -huh. Remember, I was the angel. I do remember that, and you were a great one. So tonight, you guys will get that opportunity to dress up and to remember why we celebrate. We're celebrating that Jesus is having a birthday, okay? I'm not going to be coming. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry. We will miss you, okay? All right, we're going to say a prayer. All right, let's say a prayer together. God, I thank you so much for these children and for the ways that they remind us what this season is all about. God, I thank you that um, they're going to be helping to prepare our hearts tonight as they share some music with us and as we think about what is coming up, God, and that is the birth of your son and the reason why we celebrate. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
I could barely listen that fast. That was amazing. Thank you, Instruments of Christ. And I know you'll want to be here this evening. Let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we gather here on the second Sunday in Advent, so anticipating the celebration of salvation that came via Bethlehem, paused in Israel, launched from Calvary, is proclaimed from an empty tomb, and found its way to Deep River, North Carolina, into the hearts and lives of a congregation gathered here today. Lord, you know the need of every heart. You know a decision that could be made today that could alter eternity. It is our prayer. It is our hope that we will continue to be listening for your voice and for your direction. And we will say, as the prophet Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord. Here am I. Send me. Use me. Mold me and make me after your will. Hear our prayer as we offer it in the strong and the holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
unspeakable joy. How wonderful that really is. I do want to start before I read our text to remind you that there's a ministry opportunity that some of you are going to immediately say, not for me. And I'm going to say, nay, nay, it is for thee. Okay. On the 18th, that's a Wednesday night, and there's nothing else going to be going on at our church. We're going to gather here to go carol. We're going to go sing carols. And you say, oh, well, no, no, not me. See, I saw four of you going, amen, amen. Very quietly, but I heard it. So, uh, But remember what I said. It's not for you. It's for a ministry. It's a ministry. I've got on my phone the last time we went to see Doris Thurkio, and we sang carols to her. And I'll show it to you sometime. It's one of my treasures. Because Doris really wasn't even speaking to people at that time. And I have on my phone a video of her singing the Christmas carol, Silent Night, with us. You want Christmas? You want to bless somebody? Give me a problem. Let me have 150 here to go caroling on the 18th. Give me that problem, would you? I'll work it out, I promise you. Come and join us. We'll have a sign-up next week to go and minister in the name of our Lord and Savior and in the perfect time at Christmas to go bring cheer to the hearts of people who are locked up, some of them, but that could release them. What a wonderful gift to give someone. Our text is Isaiah chapter 9. It was last Sunday. It will be today and the next two Sundays. It's that beautiful passage when Isaiah has seen by God's gift of a vision the coming Messiah, the one we know, his name is Jesus. In this text, we find the, the very titles and the very workings of our Lord and Savior as he will move with us and in us and through us through his ministry. It's found in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. If you're able, let me invite you to stand as a way of honoring the reading of this portion of God's word. For unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of his peace, there shall be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. May God add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Pray with me. God, would you speak to us for a moment or two in this moment about you being our mighty God. Mighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. George Buttrick is a name that may not be familiar to you, but it will be to we preacher types. He ended up being the, the preacher at Harvard for a while. And he gave this quote one time that I've never forgotten. He said that when he was in his office, that oftentimes the students would come in and say, I don't believe in God. And George's standard reply was, sit down. And tell me what kind of God you don't believe in. I probably don't believe in that God either. 
So I want to ask us, what kind of God do we believe in today? You see, there's a cultural God. There's a popular God. There's a God that many who come to church claim to serve. He's a God that you can't offend. He's a God that you can neglect, and he'll be fine with that. You can change your commitment, and that God, he just doesn't care. You can give that God your leftovers, and he'll be happy to get them. He's a weak little God that you can manipulate any way you want to. You only call on him when you need something, and then you hope for luck as much as you do that wimpy little God. But that's not the God that I'm wanting to talk about today. And uh, Jimmy gave up on me too soon because we're ready right now. Uh, how many of you know the chorus, What a Mighty God We Serve? Raise your hand if you know that chorus. Three of you. Four of you. Okay, choir, come sing it for us. You're going to sing it. The words are, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. They're going to sing it twice. We're doing this on the fly if you hadn't figured it out by now. And then we're going to sing it maybe twice, maybe three times till you start to sing. We're going to keep singing. So if you want to get this over with, join right in, okay? Did you hear those words? The God we serve, all the angels in heaven bow before him. Heaven and earth, the very creation of that God, they adore him. What kind of God do we serve? In this depiction, the, the word is, in Hebrew, is Gibor El. Geber is defined in Hebrew as strength and might and power. And El is one of the names of God. It's the word we also get Elohim from. It's a defining word. Now, many had God in their name in these days. Ezekiel's name in Hebrew means God is always providing. But this doesn't have a verb in it. This word is a title of God. In fact, it ultimately will be used in the Old Testament as what we would call Almighty God or God Almighty. Isaiah saw the Messiah as a mighty God. God with us. I wonder today who needs some power in our lives. You see, it is the power of God that changes us. It is the power of God that makes the difference. 
You come to church Sunday after Sunday, and on a few occasions, and I wish every time, and maybe for some of us more than others, but for all of us at least sometimes, we catch a glimpse. We're touched by that power. It may be when the children sing. It may be when the choir sings. It may be in a word that was given. It may be during the prayer. It may be when the instruments play. But today I want us to catch that glimpse of a mighty God. Isaiah talked about that mighty God from the beginning. I love, as I spoke last week in 1 John, or in John's chapter 1 of the Gospel of John, he talks about Jesus being the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and without Him was not anything made that was made. He was in the beginning. In Isaiah chapter 40, that beautiful passage about the voice crying out in the wilderness, Isaiah again goes to this vision of the Messiah, and he saw John, that voice crying out, and then the one coming, our Lord and Savior. So I want us to understand this mighty God has been the only God always. Our God is a mighty God. No one taught him. You see, our God, he alone knows the recipes for giraffes and how to make water and how to make the ultimate furthest star that the eye can see. He alone can create matter. He is our creator. John talks about him being before everything, and surely he was. So this is the God, a mighty God in the beginning. But he's also a mighty God in battle. Have you ever described life as a battle? The, type, the title Geber was often used for a mighty warrior. We think about it when David and Goliath, when King David, young King David, that little boy stood not in his power, but in the mighty power of the God. And do you remember what he said to Goliath this day? My God will deliver you into my hands. I wonder today, what battle are you facing? You know, there's a spiritual battle all around us. The devil is trying to destroy the hearts and lives of people every day. And he's not the greatest power, but he's a tremendous power. And he's a subtle power. He quietly moves in. He gently comes to us. We don't even, we don't even recognize we're in battle. We don't even know there's a war going on. But he simply manipulates us. And just like David said to Goliath, when those battles come, our God can deliver. A mighty God can deliver. He's not afraid of the storms of life. There's that beautiful image of Jesus walking on the water. You remember that story when the disciples were out in the boat. Some of us might be out in a boat right now. We, be, we may be struggling with a spiritual decision. We may be struggling with a moral decision. We may be struggling with, with how to be the best family member, the best mom or dad, the best husband or wife. We may be struggling. We may be entertaining thoughts we never thought we'd entertain. There's a battle raging. Oh, I love that image of Jesus walking on the water of the storms. His courage can be our courage. His courage can see us through the most difficult days. I guess if there's one word I want to leave you with is a wimpy God's no good. A wimpy God's no good. A wimpy God requires a wimpy faith. A mighty God requires a mighty faith. If your God is wimpy, then you probably see your walk with him as casual and optional and temporary and occasionally. But if it's a mighty God you serve, if it's a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, if that's your God, if that's your God, 
It requires a powerful, powerful faith. If you want to change your circumstance at work, if you want to change your circumstance at home, if you want to change the circumstances in our, commu in our community, step out with a mighty faith in a mighty God. That makes all the difference. Finally this morning, he is mighty for the broken. The word Geber, as I've already said, means mighty or strength. We might need that because there's some area of our life that's broken. Today, each of us comes with some brokenness. In our hymn books, I was just looking this week, and if you begin on page 132, there's a hymn that you might know. There's power in the blood. Listen to the first verse. It says, would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonder working power in the blood. The next page on page 133, it says, The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary, the blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. The next page says, I hear the Savior say, your strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me, your mighty God, I might add, your all in all, Jesus Paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Oh, I could keep reading, but I got to read page 135. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. There's power in the God who came as our mighty God to bring us hope. There's power to change our, our situation and to change us to face whatever situation we might have to face, there is power in the blood. So I ask you, where are you broken? Where are you broken? Where do you need the power of a mighty God? Where do you need the power? of God Almighty to come into your heart and to come into your life. Where do you need that power? I very rarely read a piece as long as I'm about to read. And for those of you who are keeping count, I did it probably 10 or 12 years ago. I'm going to do it again today because it says more than I can ever say. S.M. Lockridge was the pastor at Calvary Baptist Church in San Diego. He passed in the year 2000. He was a preacher's preacher. He was given the gift of words, and he was a wordsmith, Jimmy. And he has a piece that you can go home and Google it when you get home and hear how it ought to be done and not how I'm going to try to do it. But the piece is called, That's My King, Do You Know Him? And I thought about editing it, and I thought about taking some in and putting some. The whole sermon's an hour and a half, so y'all can take a deep breath. We ain't going there, okay? But for about the next five minutes, I want you to hear the beautiful description of my king. Not a wimpy king. Not a weak king, 
not a casual king, not an occasional king, not a God, a God that comes to me my way when I tell him what to do. That's not my king. And brothers and sisters, if your king, if your God lets you tell him what to do, you're in trouble. If your God lets you call the shots, you're in trouble. If your God bows down to what you want done, that's not my God. I don't believe in that kind of God. And that's not the God of the Bible. That's not the God of Christmas. And that's not what Christ came to do. Hear the words of S.M. Lockridge as he lifts up his love for his king. The Bible says my king is a seven-way king. He's the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. Well, I wonder, do you know him? David said, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seen telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supply. No barrier can hinder him from pouring out his blessings. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's empirically powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomena that ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands in the solitude of himself. He is awesome. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in higher criticism. And he's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual faith. He's the miracle of the age. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient Savior. I wonder, do you know him today? He supplies strength to the weak. He's available to the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and he sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the leper. He forgives the sinner. He discharges debtors. He delivers captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder, do you know him? Well, my king is the king. He's the key to knowledge. He's the wellspring to wisdom. He's the doorway to deliverance. He's the pathway to peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. Do you know him? His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His light is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I wish I could describe him to you, but he's indescribable. He's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. Well, you can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off your hands. You can't outlive him and you can't live without him. The Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they couldn't find a way to stop him. 
Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Yes, that's my king. That's my king. Father, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And how long is that? When you get through with all those forevers, then you add amen and amen. That's a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Do we serve him? Is that our God? Oh, friends. In just a moment, I'm going to open the altar and I'm going to invite you to bring wimpy gods and lay them here and walk out of this place with a mighty God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and goodness to us. Oh, thank you for impressing on this brother how to put it all together and say everything that needs to be said and Lord as we celebrate Christmas hear us not only as we sing those carols but also hear us sing what a mighty God we serve we want to join the angels and bow before you we want to join heaven and earth and adore you. What a mighty God. Oh, bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Oh, Lord, our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our hymn of decision is page 121. The altar is open and I don't know what the Lord may have said this day to us, but I know his altar is open and whosoever may come, there's power to make a decision for God that can change our every day. Would we respond to God as we stand together and sing?
One of my favorite requests is to ask you to be seated for just a second. Reagan, come stand with me. This week, Reagan came and talked with Taylor, and they had a long conversation. And it was pretty obvious Taylor already had some more conversations with some other folks before. But she came today saying that she wants to get saved, and she wants to publicly let you know that she wants to get. Y'all, my verse is Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. And she comes today professing Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, knowing he died for her sins, and she wants to make him the Lord, the boss of her life from this day forward. And after that, by being faithful to that, she wants to be baptized and become a member of Flat Springs Baptist Church. I wonder, do I hear a motion to receive her into our fellowship? I hear motions and seconds. If you would join me in welcoming her officially into our church family, would you indicate that by saying hallelujah? Hallelujah. I knew I could make Baptists say hallelujah just one time. Reagan, this is the most important decision you're ever going to make in your entire life. And I've got glory bumps all over because you've made it today. And I want you to know that this is your church family. And we're going to love you and we're going to care for you. Uh, we're going to encourage you. And occasionally we might even challenge you. But we're going to help you grow into the, the young woman that God intends. You are a blessing. She's going to stand with me and you're going to welcome her. If you have a cold, don't you touch this baby. You hear me? <laughs> you stay away from her. You got a sniffle. You leave her alone. But if you don't, you welcome her into our fellowship. Would you do that for me? Stand with me now. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. All those angels that are bowing before him are celebrating what Reagan's just done. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And now as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in his power and in his abiding presence we might be his people in the midst of all his people. Pray with me. Oh God, this precious life has made a decision to make you the Lord of her life. And she reminds every one of us here who made that decision. Lord, forgive me when I tried to make you a wimpy God. I want you to be a mighty God in my life. I want, you to, I want you to move those things in my life that need to be moved. I want you to change those things in my life that need to be changed. I want you to add those things that need to be added and take away those things that need to be taken away. I want everybody in Deep River to know that I serve a mighty God. Oh, Lord, bless us as we go out into the world, that we may share the love of Christmas. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come go with me. My heart shall help moving the pulpit furniture.